Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast episode 105 with Hilary Saxon and Bob Anderson. This week, how to attract investors for your property development. This was pretty hot on our live Q&A last night, so I thought we might open it up, unpack for those of you that might be interested in looking for investors. So let's jump into episode 105. Hey, welcome to episode 105. Like I said, how to attract investors for your property development. But before I do, you might remember last week uh, with the mindset episode I did, I said I'd give away a free coaching session. Well, I am giving it away to Lorraine J. Lorraine emailed me. I will be emailing you back. Lorraine, you have won a complimentary session with me valued at a lot of money that will take you miles so well done you thank you so much for the those of you that uh, that replied and wanted to be in for that but anyway Lorraine's our winner so Bob thanks for coming on board thanks Hillary love the invitation yeah and end of financial year so we know people are very busy Mm, it is as we record this it is. Running oh, yes. around looking for bargains at the moment. Oh, and yeah, people want receipts and all sorts of oh, things. Yes. That sort of stuff drives you nuts, doesn't it? <laughs> but we do it because because that's what we do. Hey, anyway, as I said, how to attract how to attract investors for your property development. This was very hot uh, it was. on on the Q and A last night that we have, uh, and we unpacked it quite a bit. I feel. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's an important subject for a lot of people getting started in property development if they need some help financially. It's got to come from somewhere. That's well, what investors are for. <laughs> exactly. And not everybody has money when 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 they start in property development. We no. have people that come to us with not much money. Some people have no money. Some people have a lot of money. It depends on where you are. Yep. And your journey will be different. Hmm. Everyone's journey is different depending on where they start. Yeah, yeah. From a financial perspective, yeah, that's, that's sure. And same with me when I got going. So... What that led me to, Bob, when I started thinking about this as a topic for today, it led me to, should I have money before, you know, should I have an investor up my sleeve? Should I have the money ready to go before I uh, embark on investing in myself for education? That's where I went in my head. Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to be addressed first. Okay. And it sounds like a plug, but you don't have to do your education through us. Yep. You can do your education through anybody. But I thought that might be a good place to start. I think so. And so lead the way. Lead the way. Well, education is a must, and mm-hmm. we have enough people email us yeah. when they're in trouble and wishing they had done. So yep. that that is just That's a, a given, I think. Yeah, yeah. In this day and age, you can't expect to google your way out of everything or trust that no. what you're googling not who proper, wrote that? not property development no that's not, not something you can google your way through no 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 it's not so i i actually googled the word competence okay. he's been talking about google i didn't i went yep. to the dictionary to get competence. because it's really about when you're educated you become competent mm-hmm. uh because you've got to be competent to have an investor to yeah. attract an investor you can't come across as someone who doesn't know what they're doing. No, because if you're incompetent and you do snag an investor, how do we know how it's going to go? could be bad for both of you. Yeah, 
Exactly. So this is the definition that I that I read. Competence refers to the ability, knowledge, skills and qualities that enable you to perform specific tasks effectively. It encompasses technical expertise, practical experience, understanding of relevant concept and the capability to apply them in real world situations. Competence is developed through education, training and practical experience. It is not a static quality but rather a continuous process of learning and improvement. Individuals enhance their competence by staying updated with the latest knowledge and trends in their respective fields by actively seeking opportunities for growth and development. That's a serious definition, but I'd have to agree totally with that. Mm. It sounds like you to me. (laughs) Well, I can relate that to lots of fields, not just property development. To become competent at something. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and there are levels of competent. You know, we mm-hmm. we become once we're fully competent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just suddenly thought about the medical profession. You know, to become competent, it's it's a whatever it is, six years at uni, and you know, then you're an intern for a period of time in a hospital or however it works. I mean, I've never been a doctor, but but then there's levels of competence, particularly as as some uh, GPs start to specialise, mm. and I think we're the word ongoing or something similar that was in that definition as well, you know, and keeping mm. up to date and those sorts of things, which is all all part of remaining competent because these days things things move so quickly, mm. so fast, and, and knowledge improves and to remain competent, you have to keep up, up to date and continue your education. If only practically, once you've got the base and you're out there and you're doing it, remain competent. That's, that's, a, that's it in a lot of fields, but property development as well because it's fluid things are changing all the time and because of those changes it's about knowing what question to ask Mm. because you can't know what question to ask without a level of competence yeah competence understanding being like part of being competent i guess Mm. Mm. so okay so that's competence Mm. and now i want to talk about confidence okay okay so competence being the technical kind of what you you teach the competence here i teach the confidence yeah but i'm going to read out the definition of confidence and if we apply these two things it pretty much nails how you attract investors i believe Okay, confidence is a positive and self-assured state of mind that allows individuals to face challenges, take risks and engage in activities with a sense of certainty and self-assurance. Confidence includes self-esteem, self-assurance and self-belief. When one is when someone is confident, they have the belief in their own competence and skills. They trust their ability to handle situations effectively. Confidence includes having a positive mindset and the courage to take action despite uncertainties or obstacles. So, if we were mm. to yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if we're to break those two apart, Bob, if you've got competence and no confidence, you are... That can, that, that can happen. Yes. Because you've heard me say many times, property development is a confidence game. When I say that, I'm assuming that there is competence there. Otherwise, it's just false bravado or false confidence. I'm going to get to that because some people okay. have confidence mm. yeah, and way too much confidence, the gift of the yeah. gab, but without the backup. Yeah, but, but and, uh, yeah, yeah. And when we're looking at a property investor, like looking for investors, you know, that young guy a year or so ago that took all of those people down, oh, yeah, yeah. he marketed himself well, he was, and nothing about it, it's not about age, he just didn't have the competence to do what he was, to, to do what he was offering. He had no idea what he was doing and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Hmm. 
So that was, he had confidence but no competence. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's not as wide, you know, a bigger deal as, as his, confidence without competence can get you into trouble. And oh. we, we see that. Yeah. More than we'd like to see that. So we need to see those two things come together. You need mm. to have competence and confidence. Mm. And that will that makes you the right person to, or makes you the kind of person to be able to attract investors. We started off, how mm. do you attract investors for your property development? That That makes you the sort of person who can go out and attract investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exude confidence, but you, the competence backs it up, you, your ability to deliver. Mm, you, yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's look at how how you like move forward with that. So yeah. how do you get confidence, uh, competence? That is through education. Yeah. Ours, somebody else's, however you choose to go through that, mm. is uh, a number one, isn't not, it? Not Mr. Google. No. So that's number one. Bob, have you seen many people? I know we just mentioned that that person mm. a few years ago. That was that's been out there on in the media, who had you know taken a lot of people's money because he was confident and people believed him. Mm. Do you see that very often? That that was on a fairly large scale, mm. uh, but I see it on a on a small scale. Uh, I mean, you do too, because we do get telephone calls from people sometimes who are in trouble, shall mm. we say, in a, in a property development. Mm. And they could be a developer or they could be an investor. And they contact us. We don't know who they are they, because we've got a profile out there. They, they ring up. And, um, and yeah, look, when you start look, digging a bit deeper, uh, it, might, it could be a situation with an investor getting involved, uh, putting money into a project with a developer. But the developer has a degree of confidence, at least enough to entice an investor to invest with them. But I can see when I dig a little bit deeper, the competence wasn't there. Mm. Uh, and that's not the only reason why people can get into trouble, but one without the other. Well, competence is important, but it, it has to be applied. And, and you're talking about attracting investors, which, which is important. And having both of those qualities. Mm. Yeah. I know often like, we might be working with a mentoring student and that's the side that I'll come in will be mm. the investor side and helping them, you know, teaching them, showing them how to do that. And I do notice at the start that lack of confidence. By the end of it, we can turn that around and mm. you know they grow because you just need to have that person pushing you along and believing and showing you how to do it. Mm, mm. But you do see, we do see them progress forward and then able to yeah. um, move up. I mean, crikey, get out onto the into the wild west. If we call that the internet. We see plenty of property mastermind students going miles using mm. um, not I was using other people's money, helping investors make money as well. But yeah, yeah coming yeah. together and creating a positive outcome. Yeah, yeah, and confidence is something that. You don't instantly have. No. It's built. And the more com- the more competent you get, the more confidence you build. Mm. But then there can be a blockage to confidence, and that's where you're really strong. Mm. You know, if, things like imposter syndrome you've had to deal with with people as well. Oh, everyone listening here has imposter syndrome at some in some area of their life. Maybe in property development. Maybe mm. uh, we, you know, I think it's something that a lot of people have a little little tinge of. I'm not saying a huge amount, but it's pretty common. Mm. I mean, I suppose for me personally, looking at learning how to be a speaker, 
I put so much time and effort into that and I remember my first times standing on a stage my knees would shake it was so frightening but crikey now I can it's got that, none of that's there because no. that has taken a lot of work to become more confident it's, well your competence as well yes you know you've, you've invested in yourself with coaches you've now won a lot of awards at Toastmasters mm. and so your competence has been built up and your confidence grew to the point where well have a look at you now yeah exactly <laughs> you're a machine <laughs> I think if people put the boot on the other foot mm. if you had money to invest yeah. how would you like to be approached what sort of person would you like to talk to you and that's a, a fantastic way to look at it yeah Do from the you... other side yes from the investor's side if you're a developer and you want investors to do business with go to the put the other hat on yeah think of yourself as an investor mm. you know it's your hard-earned money or your inheritance yeah. or whatever and you want to make get your money to make your money which is a mm. fantastic idea what sort of person do you want to talk to and then as the developer you need to be that sort of person mm. you want mm. to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about who is credible who's got a lot behind them we so you can build that level of trust who's honest Trust is critical mm. in that situation because it doesn't matter how good a deal, as a developer, it doesn't matter how good a deal you've got. If you can't build trust with an investor, it won't happen. Mm. The, the deal's important, but without trust, it, it won't happen. Bob, I remember you said your second deal or your first uh, deal way back 39, 40 years ago, whatever that was. Your first one was uh, a JV, uh, and that was... Vendor Finance, my uh, very Fender first Finance. one. Yeah. yeah, but your second one was... Uh, was that, that was with your brother-in-law? Well, he ended up not becoming my brother-in-law, but it was my sister's boyfriend, boyfriend at yep. the time. Keith, so was he a money Keith partner was, or an investor? Yeah, no, he was a, he was a money partner. Mm-hmm. So my, my, uh, my sister Lorraine had a boyfriend, Keith, mm. who was an earth mover. And uh, he was doing pretty well as an earth mover. But I just, I just did my first deal, which was a vendor finance deal, where I did a four-lot subdivision without putting any money in. And Keith watched that from the sidelines, and he said, oh, geez, how'd you do that? I want to get in on this action. I want to get in on this. Yep. I said, look, ha- ha- good idea, Keith. I said, oh, if I find another deal, will you put the money into you know, equity, basically? I don't even know if, it was co- if I knew it was called equity. I was pretty green, but I sort of worked it out. Would you put that in? We do a deal together. That's basically what it was. And, and he did. So there you go. That's, I think, a really good tip there. After someone showed interest and was interested in what you're doing, Bob's words to his potential brother-in-law that didn't come, that didn't come to fruition was, hey, if I come up with another deal like this, would you be keen to put the money in? So that's one way to... to be talking about what mm. you're already doing and letting people know that, hey, I'm already property developing. This is the success I'm having. This is the success I've had. So that is a great way to well, find investors yeah. or to, to – well, there's a few things went on there, Bob. You were credible. Yeah, you know the old saying, no like and trust. Yeah. So he did know me through my association with, with my sister, of course. Like. Did he well, like you? <laughs> I, think he, I think he did. You're a pretty likeable chap. Um, and trust. Yeah, no like and trust. And he did, he did trust me. 
because you were basically I, I, being I did, have, I did have time to build that, though. Yeah. In fairness, I, I did have a, a bit of time to build that while I was working through the other project. I hadn't known him all that long, though. It wasn't like a long-standing relationship with my sister. I was probably... I don't know, I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Probably, you know, four months, five months in, you know. But um, that's what you need, no like and trust. That's when people do business, isn't it? You were being mentored at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I was building my competence. Yeah, and it's not like... And he could see that. He knew mm, you weren't mm. just Johnny on the spot giving it a go with somebody else's cash. No, no, no. No, he saw he saw what was happening. He, he was interested in it. And, and he saw the results. Mm. So... Yeah, that was, I think that was second project. Yeah, well, that's what you've always told me, so I'm assuming, you, I'm assuming you're, telling, you're telling me the truth, Bob. Yeah, the first one being vendor finance, interesting. But we talked, to, so last night on the Q&A, we talked about, you know, how you find them, how you approach them, how you speak to them and how you get them to commit. Mm. It, was a, it was pretty much all we talked about last yeah. night. And this is because there are so many people out there who are, are looking for people to invest with them, but there are many, many thousands more who would invest. It's just knowing how to approach people, isn't it? Yeah, and I think approaching them with the right attitude. In other words, not the... Greed's probably not the right word, but not thinking, I want an investor, I want to use their money. Yeah, yeah, use their money. No, they're perfect. Is... I have skills and knowledge and I'm capable of making quite a lot of money out of property development and therefore there are people out there with money who don't have those skills and so if we come together... It's an opportunity. It's a great opportunity for them because they'll they'll never make the sort of returns that you can make on doing a good property development Mm. Uh, and so this is is an opportunity for them, it's an opportunity for me and, and let's do it because we both do well out of it we both improve by it financially and i think that is a mindset to go into Mm. this conversation with so that's vital having that mindset but then there's that level of competence which helps with the level of confidence so that all comes together and i think and when i described Mm. confidence it said mindset three wines in the book covers all of that god it's got to be out in about a few it must be turning up any day now are you saying that that, uh, when we go to talk to an investor we should have three wines first not first, maybe during is not a bad thing. Maybe, maybe after we sign the uh, joint venture agreement and have a crack a bottle of red. I remember talking to a, a mentoring student and she was confident and competent. You know, I knew she was being mentored by you, so it had that level mm. of trust. Yeah. She, well, I'll say she was, she's definitely confident. She was looking for an investor. And I suppose this is me coming from this as an investor point of view. When she was talking to me, she said, so, so now I'm going to be looking for an investor for X amount of dollars. And I thought, hmm, hang on, I know you, I like you, I trust you, I, I knew about, I understood her deal. And, mm. and I said to Bob, oh, I, I think I should be her investor. And, and that actually came into fruition. Mm. But that was exactly that. I knew, liked, yep. and trust her, yeah. trusted her. And I think, again, put that hat on as the person with the money. I could see it was a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how we have to see it from both angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. That's why we, we did the ebook that we did. Yeah, exactly. In fact, that's worth downloading from the website. The new website will be out soon. So if you. It's under the same domain, propertymastermind.com.au. But Bob has written a great ebook about uh, understanding investing 
through the eyes of an investor. Yeah. Because you need to understand, and it's, there's a lot of competency in there too, like words that you, a way of, uh, that you need to be able to articulate, really, doesn't it, isn't there? Yeah, it is. I mean, um, I, I did write that ebook from, as you said, from the investor's side, mm. and looking at it through their side, but being a developer as well, I, I mean, it, ultimately it's the same thing. Mm. It's an investor investing in your development, if you're the developer, but it's understanding the sort of things that they would require to do that, the sort of questions they might ask. And from an investor's point of view, same thing. If you're looking at investing in a development, to make sure it's done properly, and make sure that you go in eyes wide open, ask the right questions, uh, that's the side that I actually wrote it from for a change instead of looking at it from the developer's perspective. Yeah, so grab a copy of that from our website if you if you want to understand that a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, because it's kind of, well, it is very important that if you're looking for an investor, you're able to, I think I already said it anyway, you're able to articulate, but you have to have a full knowledge of what you're asking, yep. not just would you like to you know, invest in my property development? It's a great opportunity. And somebody's going to say to you, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. And how do you answer that question? Yeah, and I, that's all covered in there. For, yeah, for sure. In, in, a, in a really understandable way, but it covers, it ticks all the boxes. So, yeah, good read. You know, when it comes to investors investing in a development, it's not just one way. And investors can come into a development at, at different stages. So let's say the developer requires funds to buy the property and settle. So an investor would need to come in right at the beginning, ideally even on title. But then you can have a situation where a developer has enough funds to settle a site and get the approvals, but then needs more funds to raise capital to do the construction. Well, once again, an investor can come in there. And, and the structures can be different as well mm. as to whether they're an equity partner or just a loan partner. In other words, whether they're on title part of the deal, not on title part of the deal. A lot of variables in there you know, in terms of security as well. But I, th- I suppose the bottom line is that there's lots of ways of using funds, mm. uh, investors' funds in, in, a, in a development. And everybody has their favourite little model. Mm. I'm just thinking of... Uh, Oh, well, um, Jamie. Jamie and Casey. Jamie and Casey. Yeah, we interviewed them way back in about around the episode 60 or 70, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a particular model mm. uh, that they use in, with investors' funds. And I think uh, I think he's got about four projects on the go at the moment using yeah. that using that same model that, that he uses. Hashtag legends. Legends, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the one you went into... Uh, you went into that as with as Connie. a loan, yeah, yeah, yep. with Connie as a loan partner. Mm. So you're not in the project as such. You are lending money to the developer uh, externally. So you're not on the title. Uh, so that's that's a different model again. And it, like you alluded to, Bob, it, not all not all investments, not always is the money wanted for the whole time. So huh. some people want it for this amount of time, some people want it until here. Could until be a here. short time. Yeah. I'm thinking of another project, a Fort Townhouse project, where the developer got towards the end of the project but had used up the equity mm. and so needed a, a top-up of capital because the bank had sort of hit their LVR but the builder still needed a bit more money to complete. And to refinance. The finance costs were going to be huge. Yeah, you know? yeah. So all they really needed was a, what I call a top-up. Mm. 
uh, and often that might be a hundred to two hundred thousand, so not necessarily sheep stations at all, and not for a long period of time because yeah. the construction could be three quarters finished. And I think you've even done those yourself. Yeah, that was me you're talking about. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> you make me sound like I've got lots of money. No, uh, but it, it's just there are different investor types there are different investing models and when you need to understand and be competent with Mm. what you're I'm going to say the word selling but it's not really selling with what you're uh, telling people about the opportunity how you offer it's an opportunity you're offering people an opportunity yeah yeah and two winners yeah, exactly. And everyone's happy at the end of the day, which is perfect. Mm, you are. Yeah, exactly. Just going into, you know, we have plenty of most of our mentor insurance, or not most, but probably over 70%, I'm thinking, uh, do look for investors. So At some stage at some during stage, the development. Yeah. yeah, whether it's just at the beginning or at the end or in the middle or whatever. So if you are interested in investing with one of our um, mentoring students or even us, let, you can reach out via email. And let us know, and I just have a short conversation with you, and we see where you're mm. at. Yep, that's something I do. That's another thing that you need to be able to do is just find out how um, legitimate your investor is and how investor ready they are. There are varying investor ready things that you need to understand. As in, mm. when somebody says they've got equity, is it real equity or is it usable equity? And they're, they're mm. two different things. And serviceability, yeah. there are, there is a lot yeah, that goes into it. Yeah, yeah, and everything looks good, and then you find out they haven't done a tax return for three years. Yeah, then it's broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't. So work. that's. Um understanding all those things to have an investor investor ready yeah and you you do a lot of that yes so yeah those are opportunities that we have available Mm -hmm. but do download the ebook that is obviously free and really useful to understand the types armchair developer strategies armchair developer strategies that's the name of the ebook and Last wee thing, Bob, mm-hmm. letting everyone know, by the time this comes out, our new website won't be ready, but it'll be about three or four days out. So jump yep. on and check out the new website. But we are offering our new membership, our, oh, the Property yes. Accelerator membership again, uh, first month in for a dollar. So you want to jump in different, on that. All different content, different courses, everything. Yeah all been redone looks amazing there is getting started in property development there is small lot subdivisions a full course on that there is renovations 101 full course on that and there is mindset and performance performance and mindset so courses on all of those uh, they're all released monthly it will be epic so listen out and look out for that because mm. the first opening month is one dollar you'll be wanting to jump in and it is a fantastic course so um That'll be worth having a look at. But I think that's about us. Again, okay. congratulations to Lorraine for winning the coaching call with me. I'll reach out via email. Mm. Anything in, in in closing, Bob? Oh, putting what, me on the spot. Yeah, what would be your invi- your advice to, if we go back to the, the, the heading, which was how to attract investors for your property development, what would be your advice? Number one thing. Get yourself educated. Yep. Really important. That's sort of a given, really. But go in there with the with the right attitude. I think about mm. you know you you have an ability to make a lot of money, uh, and you can help other people do the same. It's it's a yeah. Go go in there with a real abundance sort of a mindset. Mm. How you can change people's lives. Got goosebumps through through your abilities, and along the way you'll change your own, of course, mm. as a side product almost. I think that's important. 
Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Anderson. I will see you back here next week, but we hope you enjoyed episode 105, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.